Hello, everybody. My name is Foggy Jack, and I am the host of the Foggy Jack Live Podcast. And today, we're going to talk about skinwalkers. What do you really know about them? Skinwalkers are something I really enjoy talking about, along with aliens. So let's jump right in. Hello, everybody. My name is Foggy Jack, and I'm the Shock Bazaar Mental Mentalist and the host of the Foggy Jack Live Podcast. Now, let's head on down to the pumpkin patch for more. All right, hello everybody. Today we're talking skinwalkers. Someone, some of my favorite things to talk about next to aliens. And here in Utah, skinwalkers and aliens definitely go hand in hand because of Skinwalker Ranch. Um, I've been there. It's pretty cool. I didn't see much, but I meant to the gate. It was awesome. So, today we come to one of the most dangerous and terrifying of all monsters, the Skinwalker. Today we come to one of the most dangerous and terrifying of all monsters, the Skinwalker of Native American lore and legend. And to those who dare to investigate such phenomena, they should tread carefully, very carefully indeed. One only has to ask George Knapp Colm, um... George Knapp and Colm A. Keller and James T. Lekraski, the authors of the recently published book Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. Accounts of the deadly shape-shifting skinwalkers date back to a very long time. Indeed, they have been provoke, provoking mayhem, chaos, and even death in their collective paths for absolutely for absolute centuries. Skinwalkers are often portrayed in, in Native American history as classic crones. Um, old witches, in other words. The fact is, however, that the skinwalker can transform the self into multiple forms, one of them being of a wolf, or perhaps more correctly, something that superficially resembles a wolf. I say all of the above because of the last few years, there have been a growing amount of interest in the subject, but what exactly are they? There is no doubt that the, it is the key question to be asked and to be answered too. <laughs> Some might suggest we have suge- some might suggest and have suggested that the creatures take form that are forms that are far less regular wolves and far more akin to classic werewolves, large and powerful beasts that can walk and run in, on both limbs and four. Others today refer to them as a dogman. Other forms that skinwalkers can mutate into include coyotes, birds, and bears. In- indeed, they are supernatural monsters of camouflage and subterfuge the process by which a witch can take on a completely new form is very complicated to say the very least magical rites and rituals can allow a person to morph into an animal by seeking to emulate the beast that he or she desires to become in the bulk of such shape sifting however a witch will wrap around the body of their body in the hide of very animals they wish to become the more the witch wears the hide, the more she or he is likely to successfully transform. It's important to note that it's just it's not just the forms that change. A person who becomes a skinwalker also takes on the keen sense of smell and sight that so many animals have and that we don't. The same goes for the senses of hearing, and there are, they are incredibly fast speeds too. In other words, these undeniably deadly creatures are nothing less than lethal killing machines. 
Without doubt, the most dangerous aspect of the Skinwalker is its ability to supernaturally infect people with deadly disease and life-threatening illnesses. Strangely, on, on more than a few occasions, those who have found themselves in the direct close presence of a Skinwalker have, no less than more, mere days, succumbed to rare medical conditions. Precisely how the Skinwalkers can perform such a hostile thing still remains unknown. It is, however... Worth noting that the skinwalker is said to have an expert knowledge of medicine and both ancient and modern. The answer somewhere just might be found in the issue of those medicines. It's no wonder that many Native Americans avoid these malevolent things at all cost. Who can blame them? Hardly anyone, of course. There is one critical issue that we have yet touched upon. Namely, why on earth would anyone want to become a skinwalker in the first place? The answer, as you may have already deducted, not a good one. Adopting the guise of an animal can quite literally allow a person to get away with cold-hearted murder. After all, it is if the target of the skinwalker is violently slaughtered by a rampaging bear or a savage wolf, then who even then who would even or even dream of the possibility that the beast was actually a transformed human? Almost certainly not many, that is to be sure. Although the phenomenon of the skinwalker has been with us for a very long time, there is absolutely no doubt at all that much of these modern-day knowledge and understanding of the creatures comes from the pub from the publicity that was given to them by Colm A. Keller and George Knapp in their hugely popular book, 2005, Hunt for the Skinwalker, a definitive classic of its time. It tells of the absolute Madrid of paranormal phenomena at a certain ranch located in Utah, Skinwalker Ranch. As the description of Nat Keller book states, for more than 50 years, the bizarre events that at that remote Utah ranch have ranged from perplexing to the wholly terrifying, vanishing and mutilated cattle, unidentified flying objects, the appearance of huge otherworldly creatures, invisible, invisible objects emitting magnetic fields with the power to spark a cattle stampede, flying orbs of light with dazzling maneuverability and lethal consequences. For one family, life on Skinwalker Ranch had become a life under siege by the unknown enemy or enemies. Nothing else could explain the horrors that surrounded them. Perhaps science could. And as Knapp noted in Hunt for Skinwalker, with regards to the many and varied phenomena that ca cause chaos and mayhem on the ranch, reality isn't what it used to be. Now we come to, our, to the author's own experiences. I cannot say that I am somewhat who has come face to face with a skinwalker. I haven't. I have thought had experiences, I though have it, had experiences that could be termed on the fringe of the phenomena. As someone who has spent a lot of time in the field, so to speak, investigating reports of strange creatures, UFOs, MIB, and more, I was very excited when in August 2010, I had the opportunity to head out to the site of spate of skinwalker sighting um, sightings and for a full week no less the location was the desert of california specifically in joshua tree i was there to be to be filmed for a new tv show on vh1 that was called realer chance the legend hunters the stars were brothers kamal and amid givens it was a fun exciting well-executed show that sh saw the two guys heading around the united states in road trip style and investigating a madrid of mysteries one of them being the skinwalker con controversy but you probably guessed that, right? 
On the second day of shooting, the film crew and I headed out to a a local animal sanctuary that specialized in caring for and rehabilitating nothing less than wolves. In doing so, I quickly learned just how much the skinwalker phenomenon was feared in the Joshua Tree area and in Utah. And in all likelihood, it is, sti- it is still feared. I also saw for myself a deep reluctance on the part of the staff of the sanctuary to even utter the dreaded S word. By now, you know the what word I mean. Skinwalker. I'll say it. I'm not scared. Um, around 1 a.m., we encountered nothing less than a huge wolf staring at us from a hilly area. As the film crew captured us, captured us on camera... No, I'm not joking. In fact, no one was. The wolf was only in view for a minute or two, but it was an inevitably bone-chilling situation. Here we were looking for skinwalkers, and we almost walked into a huge wolf that I suspect seemed to be wanting, waiting for us, and no one else. Was the whole thing just a really bizarre coincidence? I have to say that I seriously doubt it. More than a decade later, I view... My views have not really changed. I still think that something very strange happened on that night in the California desert. When the skies went dark and a huge wolf loomed out of the darkness, sadly, in 2015, Ahmed died at a very young age of 34 from cancer. Ah. <laughs> Skinwalkers are um, something that I am very interested in. Um. There is Skinwalker Ranch here in Utah, but I do know of another place here in Utah that Skinwalkers are presumed to be, um, and maybe one day I can get down there and check it out. Um, it's very interesting that he, this, the author of this article came into contact with that wolf, and then shortly after that, one of the guys that was in the show with him died from cancer. Um Skinwalkers are something that are very interesting to look into, um, but you gotta be careful because these things do have power and they do, they're out to, to hurt people and that's exactly what they're going to do. But thank you guys for joining me down in the pumpkin patch where we talked about skinwalkers. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Foggy Jack live podcast. Please follow us on all our social medias at Foggy Jack. Also, make sure you subscribe to YouTube and to our Patreon. Hope to see you all next time down in the pumpkin patch. Thank you, goodbye, and blessed be.